Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey, hey. Welcome to episode 34 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are giving you the lowdown on how to pack like a professional traveler. When we were going to Arkansas, I posted a story on our Instagram about how to pack and how I pack. And we got a lot of comments back on it. So I knew you guys were going to love this episode. You know, packing is a necessary evil of travel. It's one of my least favorite things about traveling. And it can be a lot of work, but you can't screw it up and forget something important. You can't pack too much or too little. You don't want to have to lug around too much luggage or pay extra. A lot to think about, but we're here to help. I personally have forgotten many of things. So you know what? Hey, it happens. That's okay. I buy it as I go, as I need it, if I need it, or I just go without. So uh, this is going to be a good episode for myself as well. Yeah, we're here to make sure you're not like Zaina. (laughs) <laughs> because if you've listened to any episodes in the past, we always do rag on Zena in terms of her packing and forgetting things. So we're going to discuss when to pack a carry-on versus a check luggage, what to pack in your personal bag versus a check luggage, and give you many more tips along the way. And hopefully Zane is paying attention this time too. Ooh, you know what? It's uh, Brittany always text messages me like two weeks or maybe a week out before the trip. And she's asking me, are you packed? And I'm like, it's like two weeks. It's a week away. Of course not. And she's like, oh, well, we already finished last night or two nights ago. And I'm like, what? Well, I like to lay out my luggage, but we'll save that for later. So so the first thing that we're going to discuss is when to bring a carry-on versus checked luggage. One of the first things is to see if your airline does allow free checked luggage and that can definitely dictate on are you going to check it or are you going to take a carry-on but even so one of the the most annoying things i see is when i know people are going away for weekend getaways and yet still can't manage to pack it in a carry-on i don't understand that yeah because southwest does offer free checked luggage but just because they offer free checked luggage doesn't mean we take advantage of that so this is in terms of like do you really need to check it even if it is free i have a story about i'm anxious to hear it (laughs) so when i went home for christmas i was bringing a ton of gifts and i have this giant luggage that someone left at our house like i didn't purchase this thing but i've kept it just in case i needed it one day it's fucking huge. Like three of me can fit in it. So because I had all these gifts, I decided to bring this big luggage and Southwest checks for free. So I pack all the presents into one side, all my clothes into the other side, and it's really fucking heavy. And I can barely like push it around, pull it around. Like 
I'm struggling. I had to pull this thing down the stairs at my house. And it was like, <laughs> I was like falling down the stairs with it. I'm so glad that I could check it because I couldn't even wheel it around if I wanted to. And because it was so big, I was like, oh, I have all this room. I'm going to Sacramento for like three days. And I was like packing all kinds of stuff because I had the room. And then when I got to the airport, it was pounds over. So I had to take stuff out and then carry it in my purse with me. So yeah. How much over was it? Going, it was four pounds over. Not bad. Coming home, it was 10 pounds over. What did you bring back from home? (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) But I was like, I have all this room. I'm bringing it. Don't be like me. (laughs) Good tip. Good tip. You know, when I was uh, in Europe years ago, I was traveling by myself and I had bought a one-way ticket and I overpacked because I didn't necessarily know what I was going to need. So when I was leaving Denmark, I too was pounds overweight in my luggage. And so I was so over it that I said fuck this and I actually threw away clothes and I figured I'm just gonna buy as I go I don't necessarily recommend doing that <laughs> but I've done it but those are in your early years though those are those are yeah th- this was just the other day for me <laughs> it happens so one other thing to check is if your airline does charge money for checking luggage maybe consider sharing luggage for example when we went to Denver Colorado if you want to listen to it episode 15, the airline charged to bring a checked luggage. So Zaina and Kim split a luggage and Jamal and I split a luggage and we checked it together. And, you know, we only paid half the price that we would have had to. Because they even charged to bring on a carry-on. That's why we were forced to check it. So we said, if we're going to have to pay money to check the luggage, we might as well do that and then share. Right. And that's pretty common for those more budget airlines. They will charge you even for a carry-on, more for a checked luggage, but all the airlines are a little different. But you know what was so great is I had such a huge luggage lying around that she had all her stuff packed in one and I had all my stuff packed in the other, but she didn't actually have to take it out of her bag because my bag was so big that we could just squeeze her bag in there. So get creative. Fucking them hard. (laughs) Fucking them hard. (laughs) So depending on what you're going to be doing on your vacation kind of dictates if it's feasible for you to bring a carry-on or bringing check luggage. Because some places you aren't really able to move around with a large pack luggage. I remember when Jamal and I were in Europe for the first time and it was in the winter months. So it's much more difficult to pack light because you're wearing all your winter layers. We learned quickly that it was so cumbersome to have a large checked bag to lug around through all of the train stations, the airports, because in Europe, they don't believe in like elevators. It's a ton of stairs that you're walking through. And even if they do have elevators, they're not made to carry you and your luggage in there. If we had to put our luggage in the elevator, send it up and then take the stairs up ourselves because we all couldn't fit in there. So places (laughs) like Europe, definitely a little bit more cumbersome to have those bigger luggages. But again, those were back in the early days of traveling before we gained our experience to know better now. I've never seen an elevator that tiny where you can't fit in. So every time I hear you guys tell that story, I just, I, I wish I could see the elevator because I can't picture an elevator that small. Yeah, it was so tiny. I I think I went up, Jamal then loaded the luggage, sent the luggage up, then Jamal got in and then went up himself. Yeah, I just can't see that elevator. That's crazy. I love it. I wish I could see it. And when we went to the Philippines, one of the stops that we went on, we had to bring our luggage onto a boat. So you don't want to have to be bringing this big ass luggage for these porters to carry onto the boat for you. You know, like that's such an inconvenience or when you're in Venice. So just keep that in mind on where are you going? What are you going to be doing? How much 
luggage do you actually need to bring? You know, we love our gate one. Gate one. Gate, gate one. one. And <laughs> when we went to China, I took a checked luggage, whereas Jamal, Kim, Brittany did not. And so the night before a flight, they would make us put our luggage out. But because the other three did not bring a checked luggage, they got to keep their bags since they could carry it on as a carry on. And I remember being so frustrated because it's like, dude, what am I supposed to do with my makeup bag? And then just my pajamas. So then I was forced to throw that in my backpack. So just things to think about. So let's talk luggage recommendations. I know, Kim, you have a hard luggage, right? You and Zaina both do? It depends. So my carry-on is a hard luggage and my big bag is a soft luggage. Ooh, best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I have a hard. For yep. both? checked and I certainly do so you have the hard shell luggages that I knock on it and sounds like I'm knocking on plastic yes and I like the hard shell for one specific reason and that is because whenever I go on an international trip I like to bring back a bottle of liquor and a bottle of wine from the country and it's really easy to wrap it up in clothes and then stuff it in there and I feel like the hard shell protects the alcohol the important stuff you know the glass you don't the glass shattering near exactly and you know priorities any other (laughs) any other pros for the hard luggage I just think it's more durable it just protects what's in it better any cons to the hard luggage the thing that I like about soft luggage that you don't get with hard luggage is you can expand the soft one whereas the hard one you you just can't it is what it is no no my hard ones have a zipper where you can expand and it can get like two inches bigger Oh, okay. I, see, I haven't seen that oh, on the yeah. hard luggages. <laughs> have to use that sometimes. See, but that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I know you're a hard shell luggage person, Kim. I know Zaina has hers. Brittany and I definitely are not. I like to have just the normal style luggage that have my zippers. To go back to what Zaina was saying, how they can expand. Apparently now those hard shell ones have expansions. But I like on the soft ones how, one, they can expand if need be, even from a carry-on size to with checked luggage size, they both can expand and they have the side pockets to put little extra goodies, maybe dirty clothes, side of socks or something to that effect. So I like the soft luggage. I mean, I've only had the soft luggage, but I do like it. I love all the extra little pockets to help separate things. Yeah, I do like the extra pockets of the soft one. But I agree with Kim on the fact that the hard shell is really durable. Like my soft ones, I've had one since I think 2005. I mean, it's not in the best shape, but I've used it and I'm probably going to use it for another trip that we have upcoming. I will say this though about the hard shell. I've never really had one either. I see Kim use it. I see other people and I always think like, hmm, could that be useful and one of the last times Brittany and I were in Europe we actually did bring back a bottle of wine myself and I was freaking out the whole time even though I put the wine in the middle and I insulated it if you will with wrapping my clothes putting it in the middle I was still thinking man something can crush this whereas I feel like if you had the hard one you wouldn't have that concern but I don't bring as much alcohol back from my trips as Kim does. So that's a one-off for me, but I did think of it that one time like, wow, that could have been useful. Yeah. And I think the one con that I can see that would be better about the soft are those pockets you were talking about, because there aren't as many pockets in the hard shell ones. The pockets are clutch. Yeah. And I think either way you go, whatever you have will be perfectly fine. Just the one thing that I think is like mandatory on luggage is that it has the wheels that you don't have to drag it behind you. You can just push it right next to you. They turn all all the four ways. Swivel wheel. 
exactly. Swivel That's wheels. a game changer. The four wheel swivels. Yes, yes. Because like you can be pulling your luggage behind you and it's twice as heavy as it feels when you're just pushing it next to you with the swivel wheels. I agree. Love it. I do too. So when to bring a carry-on? You should bring a carry-on for weekend trips or long summer trips because you're packing really light clothing or smaller clothing typically if you're going in the summer. Bring a carry-on if your airline charges and they don't charge for the carry-on. Or if you're taking a trip, like I said before, where it's very cumbersome to bring a large luggage. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, and I just want to say it again, I've seen people who are going on weekend trips and I don't understand how they cannot carry a carry-on and need to check a luggage. Even if it's free, it's the burden of now I have to get there early to the airport to check it in. I have to take more time after I land to pick it up for it to come out. So definitely avoid doing that if you can for a weekend trip. Those long summer trips that Brittany are talking about, I agree with that because... When it's summer, you're going to have lighter clothes. So your lighter clothes, t-shirts, shorts, etc. They don't take as much space in no your luggage. No jackets, no boots. Right. No so you scarves. have less stuff to put in. So you definitely can make it happen. It might seem daunting, but you can't. So when should you bring a checked luggage? Uh, well, if it's free, I'll consider it. If I have a lot of stuff I want to bring. Even for a weekend getaway. I know what you just said with your story starting up, but that was Christmas. So that's <laughs> yeah, an exception. But no, in general. No, not a not a weekend trip. I can't imagine needing that big of a luggage for a weekend trip. But if it was a long summer trip and it was free, I may consider it. I've considered it sometimes too. And I haven't even when it's free if I'm flying internationally because, yeah, it would be nice to not have to worry about it. But I think to myself, if I'm going internationally, and I could fit everything in a carry-on, why do I want to run the risk of, God forbid, something happens to that my luggage? That is one of my biggest or... fears with checking a bag is that it doesn't make it to my destination. Yeah. And yes. I have nightmares about that And so kind that's of thing. why I don't. Believe me, it is easier sometimes to go through an airport and not really have your carry-on luggage. Yeah, but not have to put it above you. I'd rather know? have that burden if I can than run the risk of potentially. So I only check in worst-case scenarios. I will not mind as much checking on the way back too. I'm like, I'm done lugging this thing around. The trip is over. I don't care if anything gets lost. I mean, I do, but I'm more likely to check on the way back if it's free. I'm really likely to check luggage if we're going on a trip in the winter and it's over like a week long because it's so difficult to pack into a carry-on with winter gear, boots, scarves, hats, beanies, jackets, sweaters, everything. Yeah, I agree with Brittany 100%. I usually only check if it is going to be winter because those bulky items, as I said earlier, definitely hard to fit into a carry-on size. So you do need to usually check those, especially if you're going to have multiple pairs of shoes or a couple coats or jackets. Those are really, really bulky. So definitely takes a lot of space. And those are the situations where you're probably going to be, I have to check a luggage. Right. Or even if it is in summer, but you won't have access to a washer and dryer or a laundry service, then you may need to bring a few extra things and then it might not all fit in a carry-on bag. But I will say, if you're thinking you won't have access to a washer and dryer, most touristy places that you go to will have laundry service places or your hotel does or if you're at an Airbnb, they possibly will. Or you can ask your host if they know somewhere or if they do it themselves. Sometimes they charge a fee and they'll do it for you. I don't think I've ever gone on a trip where it wasn't accessible if I was looking for it. So know that you can wash some stuff that you bring and rewear it again. 
That's a good tip. So let's just add in a little fun fact, guys. What's the longest you've gone on a trip with just a carry-on? My longest was my trip to Thailand. It was 13 days and I did a little bit of laundry one time. It was like a very small load while there. Other than that, it was all in a carry-on. And why were you able to fit all that into a carry-on? Uh, because I wore a swimsuit the whole time. <laughs> swimsuit, shorts, tank tops, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, so that's that hot tropical weather I was talking about. You know, more summer destinations. You definitely can fit a lot in there because you have the smaller items. What about you, Zaina? Eight days to Peru. You bougie ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Eight days only? Why? Eight days. I know. I know. You know, I I feel like I've gotten better as I've gone along. I think back to like my early 20s and I always had a huge luggage. And so I was just used to that. But I think traveling with you guys has opened up my experiences to be able to use the not checked luggage and my ability to do it. For Brittany and I, our longest was two weeks, so 14 days when we went to the Philippines. Yeah, we've actually been to the Philippines twice. And for both trips, we spent two weeks each time and we were able to use a carry-on luggage both times. And again, the same thing, swimsuits, shorts, tank tops, dresses, very light, very easy clothing. For girls, like underwear is so easy, like tiny tiny little thongs and whatnot. You're wearing sandals or flip-flops, so you're not having to pack socks and all of that. I think the first time we went to the Philippines, my family does live there, so they did do a small load of laundry for us. But I think the second time we didn't need to do laundry. Nice. Usually when I go on these big trips and I just have a carry on, I will have a backpack as well, a regular size school backpack. And it's usually pretty full too. Yeah. Whenever I travel, I bring a backpack. So whether I'm traveling with a carry on in a backpack or a checked luggage in a backpack, I typically always bring a backpack. And I don't really wear backpacks any other time. I'm not like a backpack person. Neither <laughs> the am I. The time I use a backpack is when we travel. <laughs> Neither am I. But yes, My backpack is always my personal bag that I have when we travel, which is a good segue into our next topic, because here we're going to be discussing what to put in your personal bag versus your checked bag. So when we talk about a checked bag or carry-on, for carry-ons, you have to stow those in the overhead bins. Your personal bag you can have at your feet. So this is stuff you want to put in there that you're going to be using throughout the flight, whether that's just an hour flight or if you're on a long-haul flight, you're going to want some things in there that are within arm's reach. Water, gotta have water. Snacks, don't leave the snacks out. What else? Medicines, chapstick, it gets really dry on planes. Mm-hmm. Headphones. Headphones, earplugs. Three pens. Why do we need three pens, Ada? I, I put three <laughs> pens on the show notes. Yes, that was me. And it's because I always lose a pin. And I don't even know if I'm losing it or if I'm just misplacing it. And someone is always going to see that you have a pin and they're going to ask if they can use your pin. And it's not always guaranteed that you're going to get it back. And then when you finally do need to use a pin, you're going to be like, ah, shit, I let so-and-so borrow it and I never got it back. You always need a pen while traveling. They'll make you fill out paperwork if you're flying internationally that needs to be filled out when you get off the plane. Or there's just random things that come up that you always need a pen for. Sometimes in customs, you need to fill out a form. Or if you want to play any of the games and the magazines in the seat back pocket. So always definitely do have a pen. Zaina recommends three. 
I don't carry three. I usually carry two, but it's so funny to see Zana being the one to come over prepared here with three. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I like to write a lot too. I like to journal. And I just feel like if you have a pin, it is so clutch because there's nothing worse than not having a pin. And it makes you the person who is pretty much the one that has the lighter. You have and the a, power. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you think of about a group of smokers. And if you have a lighter for that group of smokers, you are going to be like, yeah. You're going to get a free cigarette. Yeah. So having the pin. <laughs> <laughs> is like being the person with the lighter in a group of smokers. For me in my personal bag, I always do print out the reservations of where we're going to be going, especially if it's international. You don't know if you're going to have good internet connection or any internet connection at all. So you want to have directions to your hotel or your reservations, things like that. You always want to have on your personal item. If for whatever reason you were to check your bag and that was in there and you lose that, then you're out of luck. So those are the things that should always be on you. But I do also like to have plane cards. I never travel without plane cards. As Zaina feels about the pins being clutch, I feel the plane cards are clutch. I heard you thought that the change of underwear was clutch. I think a change of underwear is clutch. I always do have that in my personal bag. <laughs> and if it's not in my personal bag, I have it ready to go in my carry-on bag that is in the pairs. overhead if I need it. Yeah, I always have that in there. I mean, it's definitely needed. So if you have a carry-on, then it's going to be in there. But if I don't have a carry-on, then yes, it is in my personal bag because you never know. So in your carry-on luggage, what you do store above, that's all of the normal stuff that you're going to pack. So you're going to have a personal bag, typically that's going to go under your seat with all of the essentials we just talked about, and then your carry-on goes up above. And when you get onto an airplane, the first thing you should do is pull out your hand sanitizer or your sanitizing wipes and wipe down your tray table and your space in front of you, your armrests, everything so that you're not touching someone else's germs. The tray tables are nasty. Flight attendants don't have an opportunity to wipe down the tray tables and you have no idea how long it's been since it's been cleaned or even just like the armrests. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a real germaphobe in that sense because you don't know if someone put their dirty tissues on there or just... Yeah, and the touch screens, people are touching it. Children are touching it with their boogers and their yeah. spit in their mouth and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're spit in their mouth. Huh? They're sucking on their fingers and touching the screen. So yeah. we talk a lot about carry-ons and personal bags and what to keep in them in episode number 13 where we talk about how to survive a long-haul flight so if you are wanting to know like what is every last thing you should keep in your personal bag go back to that episode and give it a listen yeah i was just going to reference that too kim a very good point on that we're just going over some of the basic highlights more detail than there but this episode again more specifically about what you are packing and carry-on size versus non-carry-on etc. And by the way, guys, I'm not trying to put down children. I love children. I have a two-year-old nephew. He's amazing. He's the cutest fucker I've ever met. He loves me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, kids are germy. Kids put anything and everything in their mouth. It's just nature. So. so what are some other tips you ladies have about packing? So one thing I always do is make sure to check the weather before you go. You know, you could expect the weather to be nice while you're there. And unexpectedly, there is a rainstorm or snowstorm coming in. So don't pull a Zana, bring gloves, bring a beanie. Yeah, I can't stress enough how important checking the weather before you go is because you think you have a mindset of what the temperature is going to be for the location you're going. But weather is temperamental. It can always change. So you definitely want to make sure you're packing right and have that right balance depending on what the weather is going to be. I always like to look 
at the weather as well as what I'm planning to do that day. So if I'm going on a hike, I know I need hiking clothes. If I'm going to a winery, I want to dress in something a little bit nicer. And then what shoes do I need to go with those outfits? So I kind of use the weather plus what we're doing that day. Like the daily itinerary. To dictate what I need to pack. And when I pack, I like to pack by outfit. Exactly. Me too. I like to pack by outfit too. And like Zena said earlier, I'll ask her a week or two in advance, have you done your packing yet? And she says no. And I'm like, okay, I've already laid out every single outfit that I have planned for the vacation. But when I'm saying to check the weather, it also means like, should you bring an umbrella just in case? But when you say you lay out your outfits before you go, you don't officially pack it at that point. You're getting ideas of what you need. And you do something really unique, Brittany, where you try to pair an article of clothes with something else that you can wear another time so that you don't bring a lot. True. Yeah. I will try to bring a versatile sweater or, you know, I will try to wear the same pair of jeans more than once so that I don't have to bring one complete outfit for each day. So you'll reuse jeans and sweaters. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Underwear? Definitely not not reusing that underwear. I think you bring enough to shit yourself twice a day, don't you, Kim? That's your favorite line that you have. (laughs) Three times a day. (laughs) One of the things I like to do too, and this isn't necessarily a space saving technique, but Brittany and I do have specific shoe bags that are reusable to put our shoes in so that it doesn't dirty up our clothing and our luggage. And depending on where we're going, how long the trip's going to be, that's either in my personal item bag that we were talking about earlier. I just shove that in my backpack, save extra room. Or if I have the space, it fits into my luggage. So those are the things like don't be afraid to potentially carry some items with you in that personal bag to save space in your luggage. Jamal and I also purchased specific laundry bags. So instead of just using a plastic bag, we have a laundry bag that is washable so we can throw all of our dirty clothes in. And once we get home, dump all of our dirty clothes into the washer along with that laundry bag and wash everything together. So I have two things that I do. One, if I have my carry-on, then I have a specific spot on my luggage to put my shoes and I do wrap it in a just a plastic bag from the grocery store. That's what I use too since I have so many of them laying around. Yes, right? So I have the plastic bags. I'll put my shoes in there and then I'll put the shoes in a specific spot in my luggage. But I will start to crumple up my clothes into tiny, tiny balls and I will shove it in my shoes that are in that spot when we come home. I know, it's weird. But anyways, I shove it in the <laughs> shoes and I shove it in that spot. But if I have my big luggage that I do check, then there is a netted area and then I will just shove all my dirty clothes in that section. See, for me though, I do have my dirty clothes bag, but before I really had that, I used your same technique to an extent. I would take smaller items like socks, underwear, or regular t-shirts, and if they were dirty, and I would stuff them in the shoes, that way they would keep space and not get cramped, and it's less space for where you have to put your dirty clothes. But now with that bag, what I like about it, it's not necessarily airtight, but it does have like a little string seal that you can push a lot of the air out. So it flattens it a lot more to give more space in your luggage too. That way, when you're coming back, your clothes are dirty and you have space for those souvenirs that you may want to bring back. So I love that laundry bag. I'm a big fan of making a packing list. I have a pre-saved note on my iPhone and I just go back into it. It has all of my essentials. So I will list out everything I think that I need. And then I'll add things specific to the trip that I need to bring. But I have like a general outline of everything I want to bring beforehand. So it lists like charger, brush, makeup 
brushes, makeup, so that even though you think you won't forget these things that you use every day, you might when you're packing. I almost always forget a toothbrush and it's like, I know (laughs) that I'm going to use it. Really? But it's like that morning of when you're trying to pack everything, you're using your toothbrush last, you leave it and out. that's why I have a travel toothbrush that stays in my travel stuff and I never bring my home toothbrush. Interesting. Okay. Maybe I should steal that tip from you. Yeah. I don't want to forget my toothbrush and have to share with one of you ladies. <laughs> Well, I got you if you do. (laughs) Yeah, I have a travel toothbrush. I have a travel toothpaste. So it's those little things. And then even for face wash, I have like a little bottle that is filled up and I'll have shampoo and conditioner. So it's like those little things. So I don't have to go and grab them because I know that I would probably forget it. Mm -hmm. But essentially the things that like are top, top, top priority for me is always my passport, thyroid medication, my eye drops. And that's pretty much it. And I feel, oh, no, no, no. And my phone, my phone charger. And as long as I have those things, I feel like anything else, if I do forget, which I plenty of times have, mm, it sucks, but I could buy Charger is the thing I forget most often because it's like you're using it. It's easy to accidentally leave it plugged in. Before I leave the house, I double check my side pockets that I have on my luggage since I don't use the hard shell because that's where I put my power cord for my phone and I at least double check that pocket three times before I leave to make sure like yes I really saw it in there and it's yeah there. I, I do that with my makeup too because if I forget makeup that's like the one thing that would ruin my trip and I would be so unhappy and not easy to go to the store and just pick up a whole new set of makeup yep I, I understand Ooh, that. so yeah I definitely like triple checking that one but maybe you should get an extra charger just for your travel so you never forget. Maybe. Maybe. So what I do is like a few days before the trip, I always make a list of things that I absolutely cannot forget. And what I'm talking about again is like my thyroid medication, my eye drops, my phone charger, because I know I'm going to bring my phone. And then even stuff like making sure that I take the trash out or, you know, even recycling, because the worst thing is to leave your trash in your house. Oh, and you my come God. Home. I know. Yes. <laughs> I did that like not that long ago and I came home and was like, why does it smell so bad in here? <laughs> so make, food. make sure you take the trash out before you go. And so, yeah, so it's just, it's nice because I'm also a list person and there's just, oh, it's so gratifying to cross something off the list. Oh, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're traveling, make sure to check to see if you need adapters for the different areas that you're going to. It's always good to have a first aid kit with you and your personal bag. Can't tell you how many times we've added a hike onto even a city vacation. It's nice to have just a first aid kit to refer to. Yeah, and we're not even talking about an extensive first aid. We're talking about simple things like sunscreen, aloe vera in case you get burned, a few band-aids, maybe neosporin. And obviously you've heard before when we talk about traveling, have antibiotics, have anti-diarrheal medication. Those are the minimal things that we're talking about in a first aid, which can be somewhere spread out within your luggage, not even its own bag, but necessarily have your first aid essentials. Don't you guys buy aloe vera on every trip? Well, Jamal buys aloe vera almost on every trip because he never packs it and he <laughs> is so prone to getting burnt. You guys well, I, That's it, why it, I was I, laughing so hard because Jamal's the one that just said aloe vera and I'm like, hmm. Well, I say <laughs> that because... Brittany, as we know, Nurse Brittany sitting next to me, so I expect her to come ready with the first aid, and she's the one who lets me down by not including it in it. So <laughs> that's why I say it. It's more a burn at her than you guys think it's a burn at me for giving advice that I don't take. But 
you know, Brittany so, should be on that. Out of everyone in the group, Jamal burns the easiest. Yeah. This is true. I won't deny it. So like when we <laughs> went to Peru and we hiked Rainbow Mountain, that was high altitude and Jamal got burnt. So we bought aloe vera there. And when we were in the Philippines, Jamal and I went on a boat out in the sun for like eight hours during the day. Ooh. And the next day, his skin was blistering and peeling. Ooh. Aloe vera. It was rough. <laughs> but moving on from my sensitive skin... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you ladies talk about toiletries and the coordination you guys do since we travel together? Yeah, since we travel together a lot, it doesn't make sense for all three of us to pack a curling iron and a hair straightener and a blow dryer. So we'll kind of ask like, hey, who's bringing what? And we'll share some of these things so that it doesn't take up space in everyone's luggage. Yep. If we're trying to conserve space, we will definitely coordinate someone to bring something. And save your sample size makeup what what have you not you know when you order online from let's say sephora.com or ulta.com they'll give you sample sizes of things save those go into the store ask for sample sizes so you can take it with you and that also helps save space you want to hear a funny story yeah when we were in japan i obviously i took my own face wash in like a little three ounce container and when we were at a specific hotel Brittany, your mom went on that trip with us and she made the comment to me, did you see the Shishido face wash in the hotel? And, you know, for any makeup lovers out there, Shishido is a pretty penny, but it's also because it's very good quality. And I was like, no, I didn't. And so later that night, I saw that they had a bottle of Shishido face wash for the people in the hotel. So I emptied out my face wash out of the three ounce bottle because I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get three ounces of Shishido. But <laughs> oh yeah, I dumped my shit down the drain for that I was so excited but by the time we got home the free soap that they gave us was water that pumps into foam mm -hmm. and it leaked out oh no so I lost my face wash and I lost <laughs> the free three ounces <laughs> that is Shishido. funny so you know if I ever see in a hotel where we're staying, they have nicer body wash or shampoo or whatever, I'll save the stuff that I've brought and use theirs. Yeah, usually I feel like it's very hard to find even reputable hotels that will put good beauty products in. So Brittany and I, that's something that we always pack is our bar of soap. We have our little three ounce containers for our shampoo and conditioner because usually they're not very good necessarily in there. And that toiletry bag, we have a reusable bag for it. And that usually goes on our personal item as well to again, make more space in our luggage. And since everything's under three ounces and in a specific sealed bag, it is airplane ready to go. No no issues and again taking less space in your luggage itself and can easily fit on your personal item. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. 
Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So let's talk about our packing techniques. I think everyone's been waiting to hear about how we fit it all in. All right, I'll go first. So my packing technique. So once I have all my outfits figured out what I'm bringing, I pile it all on my bed in stacks. I'll have my shorts, my jeans, my shirts, all of that in little stacks. And then I then move to putting it in the luggage. So I roll up things very small. So if I have a stack of four pairs of shorts, I roll each one individually or fold it up pretty small, but individually, not in the stack of four. And then I slot it in to all of the little spaces in the suitcase. Usually by the time I pack, I realize I've got too much stuff and it's not all going to fit. So I do have to take some things out. So once I get it all in, it looks like it's going to close. I lay all my jackets or big stuff on top laying over it. And then I strap it in with the strap that it comes with or zip it up. At that point, it's usually pretty hard to close because there's a lot of stuff in there. So I have to kind of kneel on it or sit on it as I'm zipping and kind of like stuff, kneel, zip, stuff, kneel, zip, all the way until it's closed. My hard shell does have a little bit of an expansion. So I'll usually open the expansion until I can get it closed. Then I'll close the expansion again because with the expansion open, it's not a carry-on size and that helps. Great tips. So for me, I... Again, make a list of everything that I want, and then I lay out my days by outfits, and I actually try to organize my suitcase by outfit. So I will Marie Kondo fold all of my clothing so they all are like in tiny, almost like envelope size pieces, I would say. Stack it all in together, and then I do the same thing Kim does, lay all of my jackets or sweaters on top, and then I easily close my bag by zipping it around. I don't have to sit on it. You're not packing enough stuff. Nope. Just the right <laughs> amount. For me, I have a relatively simple technique that I feel works well for me. I just want to throw out first that I have tried the technique of rolling clothes. You know, I'm sure anyone who's interested in travel or packing has read before, oh, you know, if you roll your clothes, it makes more space. They don't really wrinkle. Tried that once. Didn't really save me space. And they definitely came out wrinkled. So, Wrinkly, yes. Yes. Either I'm doing it wrong or that whole 
tip is a fallacy. I don't really know. But for me, it's really simple. I'll take my jeans or shorts, or if I'm having no jeans and only shorts or vice versa, I'll put my pants on one side, whereas I will put my shirts and tops on another side. And usually when I do that, it makes everything pretty even and I still have spaces on the side where I will stuff my shoes in my shoe bag that I talked about and fit any other miscellaneous items, other toiletries like my shaving kit that I have for my beard to groom myself, etc. <laughs> so it makes a lot of space now when it comes to my underwear and socks. That's again, one of the things that I like about the non hard shell ones is even on the inside, they have little zip pocket areas. So I will just lay those flat on the top areas and it saves a lot, a lot of space that way. And any big bulky items that I do have, like a jacket, I will lay that on top of everything else once it's finalized. And it really makes a lot of space for me. And I'm usually able to fit in everything I need without any issues that way. Zena, you have a specific technique? I just get it in. Just You're real good at getting it all in. <laughs> just kidding, guys. So I agreed with Jamal. I've tried rolling it. It didn't work for me. I guess for me, I, you know, I, I like I mentioned, I pack by outfits. So I have all my outfits laid out. But then I take my outfits apart and I put all my pants together or all my shorts together and then all my shorts together and then I try to stack it as high as I can and then as soon as I can't stack it anymore then I'll move to another stack right next to it and squinch it together that way I still have pockets around me that are open because my makeup bag I want to make sure that I fit that in or whatever hairstyle curling iron straightening iron whatever it is that I'm bringing and then I feel like there's always something else that I need to shove in there too so again just cornering things and stacking it as high as possible that way I have pockets all around me to fit non-important but yet important things in there. And Jamal and I, when we are checking bags, we typically do a split. So Jamal will put half of his stuff in my luggage and I will put half of my stuff in his luggage. So in the event our luggage was lost, we would both still have some clothing. Yeah. So God forbid something were to happen. Maybe I'm taking four pairs of jeans. I'll put two in one luggage, two in another, half of my underwear in one, half in another, socks, vice versa. Brittany does the same thing. So in the unlikely but unfortunate event that it happens, none of us will be without clothing for that trip. Yes, we'll be really smart. We'll be reusing a lot of clothing but at least we'll have clothing yeah so kim i think it's your favorite time of the episode oh my god it's time for questions of the week questions of the week <laughs> i like it okay our first question is from josh w from sacramento another hometown listener excellent thank you so much josh josh asked do you need packing cubes what are packing cubes, first of all? So packing cubes are, they are what they sound like. They're cubes and they come in a variety of sizes, but they are so that you can help separate your clothing and to put them in a cube to kind of consolidate down and then fit all of these packed cubes into your luggage efficiently. They're usually like a mesh material, so they are they don't take up a lot of space, but they're to help you organize your luggage. Yes. So some people use them to put specific outfits in. Some people use like one for jeans, one for shirts, one for socks, one for underwear. So instead of it just being in your suitcase, they're in these they're typically like square or rectangle shaped packing cubes. And then you just arrange the cubes in your luggage. 
So the answer is no. I don't have any of those things. I just pack as I described. I don't necessarily think they're necessary. If I ever had them, used them, I may feel differently about it, but I don't see the need for them because there are techniques over time that people can develop to be better packers. And I think this is just something to be like, okay, well, this helps you, but you don't necessarily need that help. You can do it with trial right. and error. I totally agree. They're a luxury, not a necessity. I think the one case where I would say it's more useful is if you have a top loading backpacking backpack where your stuff is just flailing around everywhere. I can see how it would be useful to want a little organization in a situation like that. But in a regular suitcase, I don't think you need it at all. I never thought about it from that perspective of a big backpacking backpack. I can see that now, but as a regular suitcase, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So our next question is from Colin from Queens, New York. Thank you, Colin, for engaging with us. Thanks, Colin. He asks, what's something you cannot travel without? Well, Colin, for me, it's my three pins. (laughs) (laughs) I think headphones are really important. Nothing is worse than a long flight where you don't have any entertainment or sound. Because nowadays they charge for headphones depending on the airline. I think for me, sometimes it's hard because I have an iPhone. And as you know, like the newer iPhones, the jack isn't your circular jack for the headphones. It's the kind of rectangular thin one. So if I have my earphones, it's great, but it's not going to work on the airplane. So I have to bring the adapter to plug it in or get headphones from the flight attendants. So yeah, yeah. I always bring the headphones, the old version with the adapter on it. So I have dual use for both of it. I do too. I just want to say that's why Samsung Galaxies are better. I'm going to say it right Uh now. I'm the only one at the table that has a Galaxy. You guys always say my pictures are better and I don't have to worry about adapters the on the plane. The one the thing is the pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the one thing. For me, you know, that's a really tough question on what's the one thing I can't travel without. I really don't have an answer for that. It's really dependent upon where I'm going, which is the thing that I'm probably going to need most. But in terms of just travel comfort to have, like I said, I love to have plane cards, love to have snacks while I'm on the plane. And those are the things I would say, like really can't travel without otherwise other specific items. I really think it's dependent upon where you're going. I have a few things. Snacks. Can't live without snacks. Snacks are so important. Comfy cardigan to keep you warm on the plane. I feel like the planes always get super cold. I'm always freezing. I do not want to be uncomfortable while I'm on the plane. And then headphones with the adapter because I do have an iPhone as well. Those are like my three go-to comfort items that I need anytime I travel. And this is more of luxury than a necessity, but it's always nice to have a portable phone charger too. That's super important. I think that is essential for any trip to pack in a bag. Yeah, when we left Johannesburg to fly to Atlanta, that was a 16 and a half hour flight. My phone was at 33% and I thought to myself, oh, you're fine because of course it's going to have a USB on the airplane for such a long flight. And nope, it didn't. So I couldn't even use my phone because my phone would have died over a 16 and a half hour flight. Oh, was, <laughs> oh my gosh, that it was ridiculous. That like Kim's worst nightmare right there. <laughs> Who doesn't have a phone charger on the airplanes? But you know what? So it's so a bring a portable phone charger. Any final thoughts? No final thoughts for me. I'm good. I think we covered it all. How to pack, how to fit it all into a carry-on. No. You know, next trip that you go on, pack your suitcase, take a picture, tag us on Instagram. We want to see how you're packing and how you implemented our tips. And if you have any tips to offer us, 
email us at travelsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. Keep the adventure going with us and follow us on Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast. Tag us in all of your adventures and send us your questions of the week. Mm-hmm. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful or you thought we were just plain funny, please share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Pack your bags and your snow bunny gear because we are taking to Boise, Idaho. Boise. Boise. Woo. woo. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.